This is Joy. And this is Claire. Howdy. I can't I can't cope with with uh, alternate greetings. I know. I can't. I'm trying. I'm really trying to be different. You know, uh, it doesn't matter know. after 10 years, but you know, I want to start right out of the gate with something that was a little disturbing that I texted you was that yesterday at Costco, I saw Halloween decorations and Halloween oh costumes. <laughs> I went to Costco yesterday too and did not see that. So the Longmont Costco has not caught up. They're still They're living st- in normal time. <laughs> they still have out like the coolers and the sit on top kayaks and the tents. Ugh. No, no, no. July, first week of July, far too early for Calm Halloween costumes. down. Because Calm also, down. here's the thing. And maybe Costco planners, like inventory planners, don't plan for this. You cannot buy a Halloween costume for a child in July with and still think that they're going to want to wear that thing in October. So unless exactly. you are stockpiling yeah. cos- Costco costumes for some reason, no – parent or caregiver or like, you know, nobody buying a Halloween costume for a kid on this, maybe not on this earth, in this country is going to be duped into thinking, yes, the thing my child wants to be for Halloween in July will still be the thing they want to be for Halloween at the end of October. There's no way. Yeah, they're just a mathematical impossibility. Well, there's probably some genius behind that, that they want caregivers and parents to just buy as many costumes as possible. Maybe. Maybe they're like, oh, they're going to buy one now, and then we're just going to keep feeding the beast. I would be curious to see the like consumer research behind that because I think it would be unlikely that there are people out there buying multiple Halloween costumes and more likely that they are just like taking up floor space and something else that should be out there. Anyway. We do have like backpacks and lunch boxes coming out, but that's fine. It's midsummer. I saw the time for that. Yeah, I saw Target like starting to set up for school supplies, but you can kind of tell they're just like easing into it. They don't want to freak people out. So there's just kind of like empty shelves with like a pencil, maybe. Just one sad pencil. When I was in like middle school, high school, and so I was, you know, old enough to know how far into the summer we were, and they would start putting out. School supplies in July, I'd be like, no, you can't do that. But now I get it because as a parent, I buy school supplies at the end of July because otherwise the good ones sell out. Mm -hmm. And by the good, I mean the good one, you know, Miles is in second grade. He's not like. But does he like to choose like his folders and things and backpacks and stuff like that? I haven't taken him with me yet. Okay. I like last year. He definitely wasn't old enough to care about that. This year, I might take him and let him pick. But I know we're st- he's still young enough. And maybe he'll – like, I don't want to stereotype between boys and girls, but he's so much less particular, even than Evie is already. Mm-hmm. And I experienced that growing up with my twin brother, that my twin brother, like, just didn't really care as nearly as much as I did yeah. about, like, the characters that are on my folders or whatever – as long as things were just sort of like in the colors that he likes, he doesn't care. So I'm like, great. Right, I know the colors that he likes. I can pick out stuff for him without having to involve him. I kind of remember that too. But I yeah. I just have very vivid memories. I'm sure everybody, I'd love to hear the chat chime in, is um, if you're of the Trapper Keeper era. Oh my gosh, right. Like which Trapper Keeper were you going to get? And like the absolute just hours and hours of consideration that went into this because your trapper keeper in like as far as you were concerned would be the sole thing that would determine your place on the social hierarchy for the entire school. totally it's like your instagram handle you're just like or your how many followers you have is your yeah. trapper keeper <laughs> it's like what style it is right which one did you pick and is it going to be the same as like the most popular girl and therefore are you going to have something in common with her which will catapult you exactly into the social echelons mine was like the rainbow heart bubble like cartoon hearts 
uh-huh. Cartoon Hearts, like probably Lisa Frankish. I don't, I don't know yes. if it was a Lisa Frank brand, but everybody knows what I'm talking about. It was like the beautiful, bubbly, beautiful rainbow hearts, and I loved that one. I loved it. I still have a vivid memory. It's like a core memory. Mine was like almost like a tie dye. That tracks. We haven't changed at all. (laughs) You're weird. (laughs) We are just our trapper. Who you? What you pick as a trapper keeper as a kid? Your personality will just launch you. Yes, that's it. Is just decided. It is. I think it also like very much speaks to the different the fact that you're ten years older than me. Like that doesn't come up a lot, but when we're reminiscing, is when it because you grew up. Like your childhood was more the 80s and my childhood was more the 90s. So right. you were more like pastels and and heart and like and I was more like kind of grunge, right. tie-dye, Grateful Dead. Totally. Influence. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I didn't listen to Grateful Dead as an elementary schooler, but like that was the influence. That would be so weird if you did. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I guess if like my did parents you, had been real deadheads, I would have. Sure. But. Did you listen to Nirvana as a kid? Like, cause that's kind of old for like. No, okay. it would have that would have been a little old for yeah. me. So like, I mean, Growing up in the 90s, the kids' music was like Raffi. But, and then my parents had very, look, like now I can recognize that they had very random musical tastes because my dad, I mean, my dad is almost 80. Like I have an old dad. <laughs> and so, um, our dads are the was, same age. Yeah. Right. And you're 10 years older than me. Yeah. So, yeah. So, and I mean, to, again, like my oldest brother is also 10 years older than me. So he, my dad, again, five, he's been married five times. The guy's lived a long life. He's, he's, he's lived a lot. a lot of different lives, but the yeah. one thing that has remained consistent. The sweater vest. Yeah. <laughs> but he listens to like soft rock. Like he loves like Ooh, does he Dion, love it? Shania oh. Twain. I was going to say yacht rock or soft no, rock? No. Okay. Soft, soft rock. rock. Not okay. yacht rock. That uh-huh. would be too edgy for my sure. dad. He only listens to Cozy 101, which if you're in the Denver area, you know Cozy what that means. Cozy 101. To the, in in my life, I've never seen him put on a different whatever station is Delilah. On. That's your yes, station. He's looking for Delilah, and like I remember driving home from like being at a restaurant as a kid, and he would put that on, and they would have the soft rock adaptations of the Disney songs. So like a whole new world, but soft rock. Yeah, That's like the movie. actual when you have the soundtrack of the Disney movies, it's the actual like official. No, but whatever. this was like oh as sung in a cocktail lounge. Oh, interesting. So not like, I mean, it's different from the characters who sing it, but you know, like afterwards, yeah. like... It's not like a karaoke version. It's like a... Um, interesting. I don't know how to describe it because they. it's not like now where you have, oh, this famous artist... Right, the, the famous artist. the Moana song or yeah, whatever. No, not that. that's not... Okay. This was worse. And yeah, it, the phenomenon of my childhood. All that to say, they did not listen to 90s like rock when mm-hmm. I was growing up because mm-hmm. they were... And then my mom, who was on Broadway when she was in her 20s and then worked for Dolly Parton for a while, was she like... She did? Does she know Dolly? I mean, not anymore, but she did. You know this. I don't think I do. Yeah. I knew that she was like traveling around, but I don't think we knew so, that she worked with Dolly Parton. My I mom, would have remembered that. <laughs> that's fair. My mom um, Graduated high school when she was 16 and traveled with the Glenn Miller band for several years all around the world and was a singer. Uh-huh. And then she moved to New York and was in the original cast of The Best Little Whorehouse in Texas. And then she quit that after a couple of years because they're, they, the kind of dancing they do in that movie, I don't or that movie, not movie, in that show, I don't know anything about it. I've never seen it, but it ruined her knees. So then she had to go get oh. knee surgery. And then 
she married the guy who was the drummer of the Broadway band and they moved to Texas and started a country swing band. And then she worked for Dolly Parton. That's so interesting. I bet you she knows my husband, Scott's cousin. I think it's a cousin who sang with the, oh my gosh, Devil Went Down to Georgia band, (laughs) Charlie, (laughs) Charlie, 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 Charlie Daniels. Yes. Saying with, I wonder if they, they probably hung with like the Maybe. same people. Yeah. Maybe. And that's like her claim to fame. She like still, I mean, he passed away recently, but like she would travel still and do shows with them. It's Honestly, so funny. my parents have so many random claims to fame and they just don't ever come up. And I, the other day I was thinking, I really got to go to my dad's house and take like our little portable, you know, recorder and just make, yeah. like, all right, start at the beginning. Let's document all of this. Yeah. We were talking the other day. We went over there for, it must've been Father's Day. So what, like three, four weeks ago, we're sitting there eating and uh, we're like, you know, what What are you going to be up to the rest of this week? And my dad was like, oh, I'm going up to Blackhawk uh, with a realtor to survey the land that my gold mine is on. And we're like, okay, how, when did you get a gold mine? And he's, it's come <laughs> up like at various points in my life that he has his gold mine, but he has always been like, oh, it's useless. It's flooded. Like, you you know, you, there's not, but it's on like a couple acres of land outside of Blackhawk. And, and Brandon was like, you have a gold mine. And he goes, yeah, I won it in a card game in the seventies. Oh my God. And I always forget. I knew that like he won it, I think from a Coke dealer in a game of poker in the seventies. He needs to write a book. Why doesn't he write I, a book? I, that's what I'm saying. Like, I need to yeah. go over there and just like take the recorder and go straight his biography because it's wild. And he has so many stories like that. We're like, that would be like one person's craziest story. That is just on the list of like random stuff that my dad Totally normal into. for him. Totally yeah. normal. Yeah. Somebody in the chat says, we need the John Hay sweater vest. If you're looking for a sweater vest for your dad, my dad's favorite is the L.L. Bean lamb's wool sweater vest. You got to go to Poshmark because they don't sell it anymore. <laughs> Or they only sell it in the winter. Um, <laughs> he does not like merino. Merino's not good. Cashmere is okay, but it's a little hard to keep up. The lamb's wool is an in-between. I, you know, I don't know. It's a little more durable than a cashmere. He, yeah. He'll take a cashmere. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> he'll take a ca- <sighs> Is that what people just get him all the time for gifts? No. Okay. Well, is that is that so- ship sailed? Everyone's like, it's, he's very particular. They don't want to mess with this. very particular. Yeah. My dad is the most particular person. The thought d- is not what counts when it comes to my dad. It is not the thought that counts. Yeah. My whole life he's been like this. I could have been rem- like a toddler. And if I gave him the wrong golf balls, he'd be like, well, I'm not going to use these. <laughs> I'm like, I'm five or whatever. <laughs> so everyone has always just given him golf balls. Tightless Pro V1s. Don't mess it up. That's the ones he, he's going to use. But then this past year, he dealt with a really severe um, herniated disc. It caused like extreme – my dad was bedridden for like two months last year. And so he is not playing golf right now. And so kind of like as we – his birthday's at the end of May and then we right, go right into Father's Day. And so my stepmom kind of texts everyone and was like, don't get golf balls. Like it's – just don't do it. And we're like, well, then like, what the hell do we do? Don't get? remind him of – Right. So yeah. I got I keep just buying him gift certificates to Jack's, which he loves Jack's. What's Jack's? The, the seafood restaurant. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. 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 J-A-X. Yeah. He loves it. He's so particular. And so that's why I'm saying like that is the sweater vest. L.L.B. and Lamb's Wool. He likes a maroon or a navy. A maroon or a navy. Okay. Mm-hmm. So colors. My dad is very particular as well. And the only person who can break him of anything is Scott. So oh, it's really funny God, that the universal like, influencer. It's so funny. So like my dad will be like, I only like these types of shoes. And I swear to goodness gracious, we got a photo last time that my mom was in town of them shopping. And Scott had my dad in a photo, like he took a selfie or not a selfie, but took a photo of my dad at REI in these like different 
athletic shoes that my dad would, we would never get him in a pair, but he got them for my dad for Father's Day and took a photo at REI of my dad in these shoes. And my dad like won't take them off now. So like the only person, if Scott will like be going through his closet and be like, Hey, do you think my, your dad would wear this? I'm going to give this away. And I was like, if you give it to him, he will 1000% wear it. And it is the funniest thing to us. Cause like He's usually such a particular person, but my dad didn't grow up with a lot of money, but we didn't grow up with a lot of, uh, very blue collar. And so my dad like doesn't buy like nice things. Like they're still very frugal. So whenever Scott gives him something, he's like, this is really nice. And so like, because he like has this perception of Scott, like only wears like the best types of clothes. Like anytime something's passed down to my dad, my dad's just like, oh, this 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 must be really nice. It's really funny. It's kind of cute. That's kind of how Brandon is too with Scott's hand-me-downs. Every once in a while, Scott will hand me down, will pass like a coat or something to Brandon. And Brandon's like, wow, this is nice. I'm like, it is actually nice. That's like a quote from, you know, like that is not a place you would ever shop. And for Brandon, it's not even like because he had a blue collar upbringing. It's just because he, guys, I, I say this and everybody thinks I'm exaggerating, but I really am not exaggerating when I tell you he only wears clothes that he has purchased at the cross making. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> like occasionally I can get, I can get him into a smart wool t-shirt, but for the most part, he is wearing 98% <laughs> t-shirts from like the 2014 through 2019 CrossFit games. But wait. And they're you just so te- old. But you just texted me that you're like, what is Scott wearing like t-shirts yes, these days? I do you think he'll like- do you think he'll wear them? Yeah, I think if here's he- the thing. I just okay. think that like he doesn't ever think to shop for clothes for himself because he wears scrubs at work. And so a lot of us, I think, you know, when we start like I don't love shopping, but I am motivated to shop because I will be sitting in the morning trying to figure out what to wear for, wear for work and get really frustrated and like, oh, I need to buy more summer shirts for work. And so then I go shopping because I have like a category of like other, you know, like for work, I need this. He never has that experience because he basically goes to work in like workout clothes and then changes into scrubs and then changes back and comes home. He doesn't even own his own scrubs. He wears the scrubs that they provide. So because he works in surgery. And so like he's potentially changing his scrubs a couple of times a day because they're getting messy. And so he never, he just like never thinks to shop unless we are at something like the Crescent games where he's like, Oh, I'm here in the Reebok tent. I'm going to buy these like as, you know, like shopping was sort of part of the CrossFit Games experience. That I think is the only reason why he has so much. Cr- it's not because right. he loves Reebok t-shirts. Yeah, right. I mean, they're but all just like, cotton t-shirts. So we need to go to some type of athletic event where clothes are sold and then he'll buy. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. Nikki says Brandon would do well in Viore. Totally. And yeah. Joy recommended Outdoor Voices because I texted her like literally not even two days ago. I was like, I have been I'm sick of staring at Brandon in these threadbare 2014 CrossFit t-shirts. What t-shirts is Scott wearing? Because this man needs an upgrade. Like he's 38 years old. He's got to start wearing some real clothes. Yeah. One of these days. Yeah. And all Scott wears is Outdoor Voices cloud knit t-shirts. I The man has, that's all he wears. Dressers okay. are just overflowing with Outdoor Voices. Yeah. Well, if he needs to do a closet clean out, keep Brandon in mind. You know what? I just might. I mean, he has so many clothes yesterday. He was like, I was going to run errands near a Lululemon. And he's like, "Uh, can you go see if these shorts are there? And I'm like, I just opened one of his drawers and like clothes are bursting out of them. It's like at the point where he's just like shoving shorts into a dresser drawer. And I'm like, you have so many shorts. He's like, well, these are for running though. I'm like, but you have like 12 pair. Anyway. 
Yeah. I can I can just like see him so vi- like so clearly going, well, but these are for running. Yeah, but these are for running. Yeah. yeah. Because he's like, I can't wear these to to Orange Theory because he... <laughs> running, right, because you're not running Orange Theory. Yeah. Brandon has the opposite problem. Well, he is, All but he, clo- they're different coverage. I see. He Brandon has the opposite them. problem. All of his clothes are used for everything. And his, like, he has this pair of CrossFit shorts that I hate. And I think I've talked about them on the podcast even. He bought them at the CrossFit Games. They're like a board short. But for whatever reason, in this year at the that the year he bought them at the CrossFit Games, they had this like Kevlar tape on the front of the thigh in a, like a piece of Kevlar tape that's maybe about the size of like a very, very large iPhone or like something. Okay. Yeah. And the idea was that, oh, this is where the bar path goes. And so you're not going to shred your shorts with the bar because oh, you'll have yeah, this like right. Kevlar. Who on this planet is hitting themselves with the bar so hard that they're tearing their shorts? Like they were really, really reaching for a problem here. Solving problem that didn't really exist. But now he owns them and they're, I'm not exact. I mean, he probably bought them in like 2014, 2015. And the Kevlar tape has been peeling off for years. And it looks horrible. Oh no. It literally looks like a, if you didn't know what it was, you would think it would, he just had two big pieces of duct tape on the front of his shorts that were like crumbling off. (laughs) Can you just get rid of them? No, he loves them. He was wearing them yesterday. He might be wearing them right now. Like, (laughs) We'll see when the coffee delivery comes in. Truly. He probably hears me. Like, he's like, you're going to go put on a tuxedo or something. Like, <laughs> that would be the best. Um, <laughs> Nikki says, if you compliment him when he's wearing something nice, does that motivate him? Because if I tell my husband he looks good in something, he will wear it five days in a row. That is hilarious. No, Brandon is not like that. But okay, I mean, occasionally I can like encourage him like, oh, that shirt's really nice. But he doesn't really – he's, like, even out of stuff that I would consider, like, to compliment him on. <sighs> Jacqueline says, mine wears Carhartts and Wranglers year-round. Yeah, we all have our cross to bear in this department, I feel God. like. <laughs> and then there's me who's just kind of, like, every single time I mentioned a piece of clothing, he's like, oh, yeah, we need – like, the other oh, – here's another example. Anytime I'm going on a trip, Scott has to buy me a new pair of clothing, it, either shoes, a shirt, a sweatshirt – that I can travel with. And so I'm going on this reunion trip this week. I'll talk about it. And he bought me a new pair of OnCloud shoes that I don't need. I have so many pairs of shoes because of him. And lo and behold, something shows up in the mail this week. And I was like, what are these? He's like, oh, it's for your trip. (laughs) Stop. And he's like, one in, one out. I'm like, you just bought me a new pair of shoes a month ago. Like, I can't get rid of a new pair of shoes. What are Scott's thoughts on hey dudes? We already talked about this. Did we? That's right. Yeah. He did. He doesn't, he thinks they're the new Crocs for men. Well, they're owned by Crocs. We talked about that. He's like, oh, that's right. I totally Because his bestie came over and had them yes, on. Yes, but yes, his yes, bestie's yes. like said with the most love in my heart, like his bestie's a little more like basic white guy clothing. Sure. A little and more so, suburban dad. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Only wears. So Scott, dresses. Scott's like, not for me, but they're very popular with. The basic white dudes. Basically. I mean, I say that with love. Like, it's just yeah. no shame. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So tell us about your trip. So I, uh, I've probably mentioned this over the years. Uh, I, at this point, everything's been mentioned over 10 years because we have 10 years. It was so funny. I just saw on my Facebook memories, the post that I put when we first, it was like, like you know, 10 years now that I posted that I was like, check out this new project I'm working on with Claire. <laughs> I posted it on Facebook. <laughs> That's so funny. 
So every year, it's been a few years. It's probably been five years since I've been able to make an annual trip with my high school girlfriends. But this is uh, something that we've been trying to get together. We've been trying to do yearly. It doesn't happen every year, but we're going to. Oh, my to, gosh. Yeah. I actually remember this trip from our, I think, our first season of podcasting where you talked about how you convinced all your girlfriends to try dry brushing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's I can't funny. believe you remember that. I remember we were at the Vita, what is it, like vitamin cottage store, and they were all buying dry brushes, and we took a photo together with everyone's dry brushes. So this is our annual trip slash it hasn't happened in a while, but we finally got everyone together. Uh, we're going to Newport Beach. It's going to be so quick. I'm flying in. We're all flying in Thursday. They're driving because they're just, you know, driving from Arizona. And then, uh, well, a few of us are flying in. But yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be funny. I am flying back home. It's supposed to be till Sunday, but I'm flying back home Saturday in just in case I get a ticket to Taylor Swift. So that's my, my plan. Tell everyone our like backup of all backup plans. Well, we'll see. I'm going to see how Friday goes by like by word of mouth or at least just maybe on social media because the word on the street is the venue, which I do not know how they're going to be able to control this. I think they're probably just referring to people driving in because the city of Denver or at least the venue is saying that they're not allowing people to come in and like sit outside and want and like listen to the show because they're trying to reduce the amount of crowd in that area. Because when you think about it, all the areas to kind of funnel into that venue could potentially create a logistical nightmare. Can you think about like federal just being blocked for miles and miles or right, like I-25? Yeah. It's at the Bronco Stadium. It's not at the Pepsi Center. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Not. It's also not the ball, whatever. Ball the ball arena. arena. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it is interesting that they're already saying like, don't come to the venue if you don't have a ticket and whatever. So I'm going to see how that goes for Friday people. My backup backup plan is that I'm just going to ride my bike down there, grab a couple friends who just who don't have tickets, but ride around the venue and they can't catch us if we're riding on bikes. So... <laughs> I think that's my plan is to just because because here's the other thing. I'm like, I'm not going to find a place to park. I'm not p- paying thousands of dollars for an Uber because, you know, they're going to try to make money that night, which understandably show that so they should. It, parking is kind of a nightmare down there. Anyway, I could potentially I still have a bunch of friends who go to the CrossFit gym I went to. It's literally just across the street from that from that stadium that we could like park there. But I just don't even want to deal with it. I want to have the freedom to like get in, get out. So I might just ride my bike down there and listen outside. And it's free to do that. <laughs> I don't know. I'm watching ticket prices and they're still really expensive. But uh, Scott's like, if you can get a floor seat for this much money, I think you should go. Or like a floor pass, whatever. Like a field pass. or standing room only type of situation. He's like, would you be able to stand for three hours? I'm like, are you kidding me? It's Taylor Swift. I would 1000% stand for three hours. What are you but, 95 years old uh, for three hours? Uh, Maybe. But I don't know. We'll see. A lot of tickets are still for sale. They're not going to sell all those tickets right. in a week. And I'm also just watching for any like last minute drops for like, you know, it, once they kind of do the setup and realize that they can fit more people in. I don't know. And then our backup, backup, backup plan is to go see oh, them in Ireland. Yeah. So I did get on. I registered for, I believe, yeah, I think I just registered for the Dublin concert. So I got an email last week that I'm in for, I think it's like a pre-sale. The pre-sale, right. Yeah. The exact same thing that last time. Yeah, exactly. I, like, I got pre-sale and then sat online and then like broke the internet all day. The internet. So I, I have zero hopes that that's going to go through anyway. But at the same time, I'm like, we'll 
see. Yeah. I'm just when not that came too out, worried about me. it. She was like, Taylor Swift just announced dates in Ireland. We could go there. You could go surfing. And I was like, well, there's no surfing in Dublin, but I would still go and uh, take an excuse to go mm-hmm. to Ireland. Mm-hmm. Ireland's not that big. We could get to the surfing. Well, yeah, exactly. And Scott, uh, I talked to Scott about it and he's like, yeah, I would go. So I'm like, we'll see how this pans out. I'm not like, I think like with most things, I'm just not super tied to it. Like I love her. I think she's great. And I keep going back and forth. I'm letting, I'm like leaving it up to fate to like what happens. And I'm not going to be super bummed. Again, I saw her in 2018. It was great. And I know everyone is like, this This show is super magical. I don't doubt that. I don't doubt it. I've seen the video. It looks fantastic. I'm just waiting. Wait for the Netflix special to come out. Um, Mia says, at least if you have to just hang out in this parking lot, you won't get arrested for drinking. <laughs> Touche, Mia. Touche. My goodness. My goodness. Uh. <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break and talk about our favorite sponsor, Ned. We love their CBD products. We love their chapstick. We just love everything about them. I just went on a week-long trip to Wisconsin to visit my in-laws. We j- did a road trip on the way out and on the way back. And I was so grateful to have my mellow with me. It was so wonderful, like getting to the hotel at the end of a long night of driving and just like kind of a lot of times I would lay in bed for an hour after that, just trying to kind of like wind down from being in traffic and like being in the car with the kids and everybody calming you know, your nervous their system. Edge. Yeah. Right. And I had my mellow and I just like let me drop down into that exhaustion that I was feeling underneath all of mm-hmm. the like adrenaline of trying to stay up and drive. It was so wonderful. I was so glad I had it. And my favorite is the Meyer lemon, but I do also occasionally go to the lavender, which I like. I like the lavender too. Yeah. I just saw they have a Ned Discovery set too. So you can kind of try out their daily blend, their brain blend, their sleep blend, and their de stress blend. So I really like that they're kind of like giving all, they're giving so many more options as they continue to grow. And so I feel like they have something for everybody. So you can check out Ned by using discount code JOY, that's J-O-Y, go to helloned.com, H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D.com forward slash joy or use discount code joy for 15% off your order. We love their products. We stand by the creators. We stand by the brand. We love that everything they do is so intentional. If you use another CBD brand, might we suggest that you give Ned Stop a try? right now. <laughs> Switch over to Ned. We love, because they truly are so intentional with everything they Their do. Their quality and if you is going, like top notch. Like you really can't is. argue with it. Yeah. If you're going to be supporting a CBD brand, we really think you should be supporting Ned. Thank you guys so much for always showing love to our sponsors and especially showing love to Ned who has stuck with our podcast for years and years and believes in us because we believe in them. Thank you guys for supporting the brands that support our podcast. Speaking of my road trip, I wanted to like come back and be like, oh yeah, I'm going to have tips for people for like going on a road trip with kids. Uh-oh. I don't have any tips. My tips are <laughs> make sure your iPads are charged. We just gave the kids iPads the whole time and I am not sad about it. Like I'm not, I don't regret it. We, um, so we broke it up into two days, both ways. Driving to Wisconsin from Denver, from the Denver area is about 14 hours straight through. So even if you're driving with adults and you take minimal rest stops or minimal gas breaks and you kind of just like, you know, maybe stop for five or 10 minutes every time, which 10 minutes is a short gas station stop I came to find, that's still going to, you're still going to be driving for probably at least 16 hours. So if you're with kids, it's really more like 18. So we broke it up over two days and each day was like about seven to eight hours or like eight to eight-ish hours. I don't know how, why that math works out, but I guess just the longer you're driving, the more you have to stop and break. So on the way out, we stayed in Omaha and on the way back, we stayed in Grand 
Rhode Island, Nebraska, which is a really fancy name for not a very fancy town. We spent an entire week in Madison, which Brandon's parents, his whole family lives in Madison. And uh, it was really great. We only get out there probably, I mean, we try to get out there at least once a year, maybe twice, but normally it's just kind of for like a, we fly in on a Friday and leave on a Tuesday type of thing. Like we're just there for a couple of days and it's a real whirlwind. This was the first time we had stayed out there for that amount of time. Um, we went to Cave of the Winds. If anyone's from Madison, you've probably gone there on like a school field trip. That was cute. We went to this like mini golf place <laughs> called Vitense, I think. If you're Also, if you're from the area, apparently that place has been there forever and you would know what I'm talking about. We went out on the lake. We went out on Lake Monona, which was super nice. And it, the weather was beautiful. And of course, we set off so many fireworks. And like every Brandon's parents have – his dad – and now stepmom, but have lived in this house. Like Brandon grew up in this house and then his dad still lives there with with his stepmom. So for 30 plus years, they have been the fireworks family. So I am not exaggerating when I say that like once the first firework went off in Brandon's driveway, everyone in the neighborhood just came out and and just sat in their yards and watched. They're like, it's time. They're like, it's time. It's time. And like a couple of the neighborhood kids like ran over because they knew we're going to get to set them off. And as like cars, you know, are driving by and they're like giving the thumbs up and honking, like the whole neighborhood was so into it. And to be fair, we were doing it pretty early. Like we wrapped up by like eight. And so we're not keeping anybody's babies up. We're not, you know, keeping your dogs. Is it legal there to do them in the neighborhoods? Yeah. I mean, it's legal in Colorado to do like little ones. I think in Colorado, they can't leave the ground. In Wisconsin, they can leave the ground, but they can't, they can only be up to a certain size. So the like size of the mortar is what determines the size of the firework. Like the really, really big fireworks that you see at professional displays are like the mortars are maybe the size of like a grapefruit. And the ones we were setting off were more maybe like the size of like a ping pong ball or smaller. So yeah, we had a great time. The Jacqueline says the neighbors next night parents made their own fireworks and they misfired, killing someone and critically injuring nine. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. Okay. That is not what I'm talking about. These are not these are not homemade fireworks. Uh, Jacqueline. That is insane. <sighs> Where was that? <laughs> Jeez. Just curious. That is very insane. Oh yeah, we're not doing DIY fireworks. That's not to say that I've never done DIY fireworks with Brandon's family because I did once. We went out to – he had like a friend, a family friend who was an actual like independent firework manufacturer, like maker. And he had like all the, it was wild. He had like an explosives bunker where he had to keep all his stuff. He had like a whole, like basically look his garage looked like a chemistry lab, like all these like guards and things. We made bottle rockets. So like, even if you had exploded that whole thing, it wouldn't have even taken off your hand. Um, they are literally bombs. Yeah. Holland, Michigan, which is weird because we have very strict firework laws. Huh? Yeah. Anyway. They are bombs. They're bombs on a stick. That's what Brandon's dad calls them. Anyway, thankfully that didn't happen. We had a lot of fun. And the way I always think that on road trips, the way home goes faster than the way out. That was not the case on this trip. The way out felt fine. Like we got to Wisconsin. I was like, that wasn't bad at all. We got home yesterday and I was like, I have been in the car for a thousand years. That just must feel so exhausting. Yeah. Yeah. Very tired. Felt really good to be home. Oh my gosh. I wanted to just like hug my lawn. <laughs> so happy to be home. We had a couple people write in with some cute road trip stories. Kim says, growing up, we used to drive from Michigan to New Hampshire without stopping overnight every summer, about an 11 hour drive. My dad drove the whole way. 
We had a light blue Toyota Previa minivan, which looked like an Easter egg, and it was the best. My brother would lie across the back row of seats. I would lie across the front row, and my sister would lie on the ground behind the front seats. Not a car, seat, or seatbelt to be found. One time, we were driving back home from our summer vacation, and there was a tornado watch, which quickly changed to a tornado warning. There was so much wind and rain, cars pulling over to the side, stopping under bridges and into ditches and debris flying over the highway. My mom was yelling at my dad to pull over. We were crying in the back seat, and my dad's response was, no, we're making great time. There's no one on the road now. <laughs> Obviously, we made it out. <laughs> that is next level road trip dad behavior. <laughs> Obviously, we made it out unscathed, but it's still quite possibly one of my favorite memories of my dad. That's really funny. That's really funny. Oh, my gosh. That is hilarious. I feel like there is, you know, like there's like the airport dad persona. Road trip yeah. dads are a subset of airport dads, I feel like. Yeah. Um, or they're like two sides of the same coin. Yeah. We're, no, we're making really good time. There is literally a tornado. That's amazing. Um, Mia says, we're on our way home from Iowa right now. What the heck is up with the Iowa rest stops having such short walls between the stalls? They're like fun house meets prison bathrooms. Oh, I didn't you can literally look at the person in the stall next to you. <laughs> <laughs> That's so awkward. Ugh. That's amazing. Oh. Um, April wrote in and said, the scene is my husband and I moving back to California after five years in New York City and Connecticut. We are in Wyoming after visiting Yellowstone Park, and our destination is Jackson Hole. To get to Jackson, you drive past the beautiful Grand Tetons. Another thing you should know is that my husband drives incredibly fast and always wants to find the best lane. As I'm admiring the view, he is passing RV after RV. We reach a great viewpoint, and I ask him to stop at the side of the road so I can get a picture with my camera. This was before iPhones. He looks at me as if I said something horrific and says, no way, take the picture out the window. All he could think was that he would have to let those slow vehicles pass him after all of his hard work. It's a joke with us on any road trip. <laughs> I kind of I kind of I have that. that. I like if I that. see a car that we've passed a long time ago, I'm like, oh, we got to beat them. It's so it's so funny. Yeah, like if you stop for gas and you get back on the road and you're like, oh, we just passed this like trailer pulling event, you know. I got to pass them again. Yeah. yeah, I have to beat them. I have to win the warm up. I'm always just like, oh, I already passed you. Now this means that like I lost time. Jacqueline says, I have so many road trip stories. I should have sent one in. The biggest one is we went to New Orleans on vacay and had to evacuate for Hurricane Katrina. I, we used to always do road trips when I was growing up to Arkansas and we would always just put, we, we had like, I think I, I talked about this last week, a Jeep or suburban, we put the seats down in the back, no seatbelts to be found, no car seats to be found. I was actually kind of looking at my kids on the trip and thinking like, never in a million years would I have sat through this much driving in a car seat, let alone with like, we, even with a seatbelt, let alone strapped into a five point car seat harness like Evie was I'm like, whoop, good job, Evie Joan. But we had a great time. Wisconsin's great. It's not as bad in the summer. It's not as, it wasn't as muggy as it can be. Um, and it was weird though, cause they are in a drought. And so like all their grass is brown. I was like, this is weird. Why are we getting all the rain from the entire, from like all of North America is just hitting in Colorado. Um, yeah, my friend who is currently driving challenged herself by beating the ETA on Google maps. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's a game. It's yeah, totally we, a game. We use Waze on road trips because mm -hmm. in case, it like will have like cops or there's a car. Yeah, like real time. Yeah. People I, love Waze. People love to be I, – I, it's a really cute app. And I love how people app. like – people are helping each other out. It's great. 
I like that it like tracks you in real time. It feels like you're like playing a video game. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, and people say like, oh, there's a cop up ahead. Or if you see like a car broken down, you report yeah. it. So you can kind of be aware of what's coming. Right. But so we were using that and um, it all, you know, it tells you, oh, you have an hour and a half to go. I was like, I will get how about, there an hour 25. How about 120? Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> I see your estimate and I raise you 10 minutes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Crystal says, if you are if you aren't trying to beat the time, are you even using the app correctly? No, you're not. You're really not. So one other thing we wanted to talk about this week is an interesting headline that came out from the New York Times in the last like week or two that I've gotten, you know, I'm on like the New York Times emails and you get the headlines emailed to you. So I've seen this one a couple of times and I find it to be very interesting, which is that the headline is how Ozempic suppresses food noise. This is also something I think somebody mentioned this when they wrote into us after the last time we talked about Ozempic with Laura Ligos. And they were like, an interesting thing that's happened for me is that I'm no longer constantly thinking about food. And this was something that I had not really considered as being a potential interesting side effect of basically being on a pharmaceutical appetite appetite suppressant is that for folks who have been trying to diet for years and years and years and years, which I think you could broadly assume is the criteria for a lot of people who are willing to pay out of pocket to take Ozempic for weight loss purposes. Probably it means that you have tried a lot of diets and you've yo-yoed. They're saying being on Ozempic takes away the food noise, meaning I'm not, I'm no longer constantly thinking about food and being hungry and managing my hunger and when I'm going to eat next. And I just found that to be a very interesting impact that it would have. What do you think? I worry so much. And I just think like, I don't know, it's what we talked about again with Laura Ligos. And again, everyone who is maybe on it and having a positive experience, like we're just processing through some of the things that we're hearing. So this is no shade. I just worry about taking something and then also the psychological effects of it and not processing through maybe some of the struggles that you had either with your body image or even just cravings and all of a sudden not being able or not craving food. And sure, it might even be something that is a positive thing where you're not, it's not consuming your brain space as much. And that may have caused someone a lot of stress of always, or or even having having a hard time controlling those thoughts of being like, I'm constantly hungry, I'm constantly hungry. But I find that really interesting of like, what that does to your relationship, even just with food in general, and the long term side effects, because my understanding, correct me if I'm wrong, is that you have to take this drug forever. I don't know. I think that's still kind of like TBD is people have not really there's not a lot of it. I have not heard a lot of experiences from people who were on it for a long time and then came off it. This is interesting. So Nikki says, I have a client who's on it and is working. It's working well for him. We are currently coming up with a plan for when he comes off in August habits to start now to make the transition easier since his hunger signaling is off. So that makes sense. Like if you can set up a habit and, you know, if you taper off and off and sort of like slowly get used to the hunger cues again, I think, again, like when we talked to Laura about this, I thought in that episode, we were pretty clear that I am not, neither one of us is saying that there's no reason anyone should go on this, but it's more just the volume of people and the fact that it feels like a fad, which feels alarming. But I am very open to the usefulness of this when you're working with a practitioner when you have a clear kind of like plan set, it's the people who are getting it from like kind of like these dial a doctor online 
things, you know, where it's like right. you aren't, you're not, you're not working really, with someone closely for like a like yeah. a holistic, uh, like a or well-rounded plan. Or your doctor is prescribing it to you when you haven't even asked about it. They're just like, oh, well, I saw that you gained a few pounds this year. Do you want to go on Ozempic? But I think this was just an interesting headline to me because it was a side of it that I think is overlooked from just looking at it that way, from just looking at it as like, a, oh, you're, it's just a, a, a like lose weight fast fad that it's like, actually, there's this very interesting thing going on where people are realizing, oh, I've been obsessed with food for so long to no longer feel that way is wild. Anyway, I just wanted to bring that up. And I bet you it's a little bit relieving to all of a sudden have that be gone, that thought and that maybe obsession is too strong of a word, but that... I would imagine that that is a relief of some sort too. Um, Cause I've actually heard that. I think I've told you, I have a friend who's on it and she's like, and she's on it for some other medical reasons, but she was like, it's so weird to not have like these constant cravings where she's like, Oh, is this, or even just feeling like full or she has to really pace herself. Cause she'll get nauseous if she like eats too fast or eats too much or whatever. And she's like, it's just a weird space to have to navigate and kind of rewire your brain. Yeah, for sure. I think what you were saying earlier, oh, like, that's interesting. I just, I read Jacqueline's comment, but go ahead. We'll read that. <laughs> oh, Jacqueline's saying all the doctors are encouraged to push it. Like they were originally with Oxycontin, which totally checks out with I think that some of the things we've been hearing from people who go to the doctor and for their physical and are like, oh, here, try this. Yeah. Yeah, it's wild. Anyway, so I just thought that was interesting. Wanted to bring that up as another, because since we're kind of having, you know, it's an ongoing conversation. I know it's an ongoing thing that people are paying attention to in this space. Well, it's in the news a lot. It's in like, what I don't, what I don't like, I'll just say this. What I don't like right now is whenever I see like a celebrity Kaling is a big one right now where everyone in the comments, I, I don't love this going after celebrities and being like, oh, they're on Ozempic because they've had significant weight loss. Like Oprah and Mindy Kaling. I see this. The comments are always just like, can we just leave them alone? I don't know. Can we just leave people alone? I think my worry is less about like these individual people as as opposed to like the larger issues that it may cause because there's always kind of like this push for a quick fix or the next magic pill that's more of where I get concerned. And I just think we need to lay off people who maybe I'm not walking in their shoes. Can we just stop criticizing? I just, I want them to be okay. I don't want people to get sick from a pill in 10 years because all of a sudden this has horrible side effects, but I'm not a scientist. That's their job to figure that totally. out. <laughs> right. Jacqueline has put the leave Brittany alone gift in the chat. Exactly. Oh, speaking of Brittany, is she okay? Is she okay? Never okay. No, Never okay. No, and is. I really want to give her a hug. Can you please come to our house? We will wrap you in a cocoon of safety, Brittany. I'm just a little worried about that one. I think we have been, but we let's just been. hope she's... Let's send her all the love. All right. One other thing going on this week. By the time you guys listen to this, I will be three days away from a 5K at 10,000 feet. Pretty worried about it. Have not been training the way that I set out to do, which is sort of the story of my life when it comes to running. So we'll see how it goes. I see Kelly's not in the chat today, so you don't have anyone to like. Anyone to cheer me on. <laughs> yeah. I So it's – I don't really know, like, the elevation profile of the race. I know I gain – it's only, like, maybe a five or 600-foot gain throughout the whole 5K, so not that much. Um, but the elevation itself is pretty high, so it's going to be – you know, we're going to be sucking oxygen. I mean – 
what I kind of keep telling myself is like, I'm going to do a run walk mix. If it takes me 45 minutes, there's a 10K happening at the same time. So it's not like they're going to kick me off the course because they have to wait for everyone to finish the 10K anyway. And so just going into it with real low expectations. But I did buy a running vest, like a trail running vest with a little Mm -hmm. like water pockets. So that makes me feel like it's like my trail running costume. So I'm looking forward to like dressing up and pretending to be a trail runner for a day. That's exciting. Well, we can't wait to hear about that. It's going to be an exciting uh, social media weekend because I'll be maybe going to Brittany. I'll be flying home from Newport that day. Taylor, not Brittany. 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 (laughs) (laughs) I was like, wait a minute, you're going to Brittany? What is Brittany doing? No, Taylor. Uh, Taylor. And then you'll be running. That's Saturday? Saturday morning, yeah. Okay. Which I'm... I am excited. Like either way, I love being in Vail in the summer. I think Vail is actually way better in the summer than in the winter. We've been getting so much rain. I think there's going to be so many wildflowers. Like it's going to be gorgeous. If I yeah. end up just like slow hiking the whole thing and yeah. you know, they can close the course behind me for all I care. Yeah. It's going to be gorgeous. Anyway. Well, speaking of social media, let's end on this note that we did create a Threads account so you can go on oh, there yeah. and watch us uh, not do Twitter, but do Threads instead. I'm just more excited that I uh, can now live thread what do you call it not tweeting i don't know okay. i don't know i'm live threading sounds live really streaming weird. Live, live streaming live talking live. to my favorite newscaster kyle clark because that's oh the gosh. only way <laughs> that's the only way that you can like we should have kyle clark come on our podcast I, be like hello we've been talking oh, about you i love for him so, so much so he has that show i always talk about and so we watch him every night and i used to respond to his he will check his social media while he's on the air or like oh. on, their, on their breaks and he'll respond to you during the show or at the end of the show like if you write you know comment he'll respond at the end so when we got on threads i saw he was on threads and i gave him a message and i sent a message it was like kyle I've been so sad for the past years. I quit Twitter and now I can like talk to you during your show. Lucky you. I kind of just like made a joke and he responded. He was like, glad to have you back. I'll try to read all my messages. (laughs) Oh my gosh. And so many people have liked that, that like not tweet, that post. Everyone's like, yes, Kyle. I'm I because so many people quit Twitter. And Scott Scott and I were talking and he, because Scott gets most of his like news feeds from Twitter as he follows all these people. And so he'll do- Right, like current events. Yeah. And so that's kind of where he gets his news. And so he's like, lately Twitter's been such a bust because everyone's jumping over to threads. And so Twitter is just like a ghost town. And the first couple of days He doesn't like threads. He doesn't? Why not? No, because, well, because you can't really, you can't curate who you follow. It's so stupid. You're just like forced to watch people that you don't want to follow. That is the one thing is like you have to go through and like hide everyone you don't want to see. It's so stupid. I do not like that for sure. Yeah. We got to, they got to figure that out. Feels forced. Like, don't make me follow this random comedian. I don't don't show me all these people that I have no idea who they are. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. I agree. I think there's some a lot of room for improvement for sure. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But the first couple days on Threads were fun. It was kind of felt like everyone was like, oh my gosh, we can just like chill here now. New toy. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Well, that's it for this week. Thank you for hanging out with us as always. You can find us on Instagram at Joy and Claire underscore. We're the same username on threads. I don't know how that's – we didn't get to pick. You just like keep your same Instagram handle. You can find us online at joyandclaire.com. You can email us. This is joyandclaire at gmail.com. Don't forget to support our sponsor, Ned. Go to helloned.com, H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D.com forward slash joy or use discount code joy for 15% off your order. We will talk to you 
next Thursday. Have a great week. Bye, everybody. Bye.